welcome to a new episode of Field Days, a podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Field Days. I'm Greg Straub, joined as always by my co-host, Chris Gouts. Chris, what's going on? Well, it's a, it's a very busy day for us. It's State of the State Day, so this is a very exciting time. Uh, this is when the governor uh, tonight will be uh, addressing the state and giving us uh, an update on what happened in 2016 and what he's looking to do in 2017. And uh, it's always a, an interesting day. I mean, I remember as a reporter uh, when I would cover uh, the State of the State, it was uh, uh, really interesting because I would sit on the House floor, so I'd be right there amongst all the action. Uh, talking with people afterwards and so now in this role uh, with the MDOC uh, my job is uh, somewhat the same I'm still there I'm not on the house floor but my role is to uh, escort the director after the speech uh, up to the uh, appropriations room where all of the directors go and uh, the media just kind of surrounds them uh, and asks questions especially if their if their department was mentioned and we're hoping that the governor uh, will uh, mention uh, some of the great things that you know we did uh, in 2016 so uh, we're hopeful for that uh, not every department gets mentioned but uh, hopefully we'll, we'll hear something and then the reporters might have questions and so that's my job to facilitate uh, those interviews and so we'll we'll be looking forward to that and then uh, next week we'll be back here on the podcast and we'll give you an update and let you know uh, what uh, what if anything we got out of the state of the state address well that's good information I'm, uh, it sounds like a, a roaring good time uh, good luck with all that Chris and uh, hopefully see all the right things well, it, it, yeah. Well, I know it's not for everybody. I am a bit of a political nerd, so <laughs> I, I do understand. I that. Yes, you I are. do understand <laughs> that the state of the state address is not for everybody, uh, but it is for me. So, so what else is going on? I know we got the uh, the, the survey coming up next month. Anything on that? Yeah, so uh, as we've been saying uh, throughout, the employee survey uh, kicks off on February 6th. And so uh, we are right now uh, wanting to know if anybody has any questions about the survey. Hopefully you're seeing posters pop up at your field offices and at your facilities, uh, kind of priming the pump, getting us all ready, uh, knowing that the survey is coming um, so we can start thinking about that. So if you have questions uh, about the survey, anything about it, um, you can tweet at us with the hashtag Ask Field Days, all one word, or you could email Greg or I, um, and then we'll take those questions. And then the week before the survey comes out, we're going to have some staff on that have been really working hard on getting the getting us all ready for the survey, and they're going to come on that week to answer all of your questions. So uh, please uh, send us in either through Twitter or through email, or if you just see us in the halls, uh, let us know your questions, and we will get all those answered for you. You can listen to that episode. Um, the week before the survey comes out. Yes, we will get those answered for you. You know, last year, um, you know, I think we had a 71% participation rate. So we got we to gotta bump that up this year and get everybody taking the survey um, so that, you know, we know what to, what to help with, what to fix, what's good, what's not working. Um, so, yeah, ask those questions. We'll get them answered for you on that podcast. You know, I do want to mention that Deputy Director Marlin just went to, uh, actually last week went to the new agent graduation. So shout out to all the new staff that are field agents out there. Um, Welcome to the FOA family, and uh, be safe and keep up the good work. Now, you know, last week, Chris, Deputy Director Marlin specifically uh, talked about the probation sentencing specialist pilot, and we had Kathy Arnold on today, so I'm excited about um, having her on today and kind of building off of what Deputy Director Marlin talked about uh, in last week's podcast. 
so you know it's an it's an important thing. The director wants to focus on the front end, and so we should we should talk about this more, right? Yeah, this is a really big focus of uh, Director Washington in 2017. She really wants to focus on, like you said, the front end. And so, you know, what we can control is the people that are in prison and then letting them out through the parole process um, uh, or other means. And so, but, so we really don't have much of a, a say in who comes to us uh, through the front door. Um, except in this venue with this probation population that's really been a focus of, like I said, of the directors. She wants to really tackle this area uh, and see if there's a way that we can really help these individuals. Uh, and if part of that, uh, one outcome of that is that they might not come to prison. Uh, and so this program, uh, the, the, this pilot program that has been put together, looks at this unique population called straddle cells. And I know when I started here, I had no idea. I never heard that term before. Well, this is unique to Michigan. That's why I heard that term. I mean, it's, it's unique to us. Not, you know, no other state, I don't think, has this kind of... Uh sentencing guideline structure so yeah so it, it's it's where a judge w without having to write something out can make the decision uh, based on our agent's recommendation whether or not this individual uh, should be on probation or some sort of community uh, sanction or be sent to prison you know roughly just to give some throw some numbers out there so get your pencils out um, <laughs> about 50,000 people every year are convicted of a felony uh, in Michigan it's been that way for the last five years it's been a pretty constant number 24% of that 50,000 annually are in this straddle cell category. So it's a fairly significant population. It's a, it's a big deal. So roughly every year, eight to 9,000 people get sent to prison. And last year, or in 2015, 44% of all people that were sent to prison were straddle cell cases, meaning that the judge had a choice whether or not to send those people to prison. So if they would have gone the other way, we would have had you know far far fewer people uh, sent to prison. And so what this this and so this pilot really isn't about changing that number, and, and it's, it's not just about trying to save money and keep people out of prison. It's about finding the best possible uh, programming Sense, yeah. and steps uh, to to really help that individual. Uh, and one outcome could be that they they might not um, come to prison. But but there's a lot there's a lot more to it obviously. Yeah, Chris, you're right. So I mean, here's the reality of this: is um, you know, of those people that come to prison that you just mentioned, the average sentence is 2.2 years. So think about this. Here's here's where you're gonna get the biggest impact. It's not about saving money. It's not about sending less people to prison. It's about creating and reducing risk of people um, that have committed a crime. And that, that's the ultimate goal here: is, is reducing the risk and setting up the best chance for somebody to succeed. To not do that again, so of those of those people we just talked about, 2.2 years is the average sentence. Now think about it: when you add in jail credit, when you add in the parole board sees them, you know, a few months before their earliest release date, that doesn't give us as a department much time to help someone. Right? We're, we're talking about a year at the most. That that's very tough for us to really reduce somebody's risk. Um, you know, when they when they go through intake to the prison they're going to be at, it, it just doesn't leave us much time to really help somebody. So the idea, you know, the, the real idea of, of this is to take that time and if we can create programs to give the judges options, you know, to, to, for a better sentence and to really help somebody rather than putting somebody in prison, that's what this is for. So the, the, so the, the probation sentencing specialists can see that and say, you know, in, in this area, this, this county, this region, if you had this program, the judge, you know, would have more options to say, this program would really help somebody. So rather than put somebody in prison, 
we can put them in this program to really try to reduce their risk and, and make them a better citizen. So that's that's the real impact of this um, pilot. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to talking to Kathy about this today. Yeah, I think that's an important point because on top of that, you know, if we've got judges that are sending somebody to prison because they didn't have any other option or felt like they didn't have any other option, um, not only that, now this person is going to prison for roughly less than a year, like when you said when you factor in all these jail credits. But then when they get out, they're going to have this scarlet letter attached to them where they've been to prison. And it's going to make it much more difficult for them to find a job uh, once they get out. Even though we're doing so much with offender success, it, that, that stigma still comes with them. And so if this program is able to find ways that we can create programming, if none exist, um, then that's a great thing to keep them out of prison. And it also impacts their families because now that person's going to be gone for a year, two years or more, and, and the impact that that has with the, the mother or the father being away from their family and then what you know, psychologically that does to their children when they see that their, their parent isn't around. Um, so, so there's a lot, of, a lot of costs. And the other thing that I would say that probably one of the other maybe most important, if not the most important uh, piece of this, is just about plain fairness. You know, if a person is convicted of a, of a felony in Michigan in one county and has all the same characteristics uh, of somebody that commits the crime, the same crime, has the same background or no criminal background in another county, the sentence should be the same. They should either be sent, put on probation or some sort of sanction or they should be sent to prison. And the whole reason this whole pilot got started is because there's such a huge disparity uh, among the counties. The prison commitment rate for straddle cell offenders can go from a high of 80% in Benzie County down to a low of 5.9% in Houghton County. So uh, it's, it's all over the map, all across the state. And so what this pilot is aiming to do is to make a more constant uh, spread across across the state. It, it should be the same. There should be this element of fairness. You shouldn't have you shouldn't be more likely to go to prison because you commit the same crime in one county as opposed to another. So I think that's that's a big part of what we're doing here. It's not about saving money or not about just trying to make people not go to prison. Yeah, all good points, Chris. And uh, you know what? Let's, let's get to Kathy where she can explain this in, in greater detail. Well, Chris, I'm excited to have on Kathy Arnold today. You know, Kathy started her career in 1986 with the Department of Corrections as a probation agent in Jackson County. And from there, she moved on to supervisor of the Jackson Probation Office in 2003. You know, Kathy's been working with, uh, as the probation sentencing specialist, since the pilot began in August of 2016. Kathy, welcome to Field Days. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much. Glad to be here. Well, you know, as we talked about in the, in the opening, um, Deputy Director Marlin talked about this in his podcast last week. Um, and it's, it's a major focus of him. It's a major focus of the director. So we kind of want to get into and really dive into this pilot and kind of what you're seeing um, as the benefits and what staff are saying about it. So let's talk about this. So what is the purpose of, of you as a probation sentencing specialist? On your last podcast, Deputy Director Marlin spoke about that wide variation in our, our straddle cell offender prison commitment rates from county to county in our state, from very low rates in some counties, like single digits, to very high prison commitment rates in other counties, like co close to 80% for the same category of offenders. The purpose of the probation sentencing specialist pilot is to increase the consistency and the predictability in our department's sentence recommendations, which we hope will, in turn, translate into more consistent sentencing practices statewide. It's not our goal to divert everyone from prison in order to save the state money. 
We all know there are some offenders who cannot be managed safely in the community. A sentence recommendation for prison is valid in those cases and is supported by the probation sentencing specialist. It, it is the judge's duty to make those important sentencing decisions, but it's our, duties, our department's duty to give our judges the very best <coughs> sentence recommendations we can, informing them of all available community corrections programs or local services for which the offender is eligible in the community that would meet the offender's criminogenic needs and reduce his or her risk to, to reoffend. Well, you know, I, I, I want to talk about your role in this pilot, uh, but you did say something that is that, that I do want to highlight. That it's ultimately the judge's decision to sentence someone um, for a crime. It's so I think that's important to say that no matter what our recommendations, we we do a, gr a great investigation, give the judge and the court everything they need to see a you know a, a full picture of the person in front of them. So and ultimately the judge makes the final decision on that case. So saying that, what kind of like what is your role as the PSS? And I know you work closely with OCC. Can you talk about how um, you, you work with them and, and what you do with OCC? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, I review all pre-sentence investigation reports and sentence recommendations on straddle cell offenders pending sentence in 13 counties of FOA regions 4B and 9, which represent counties in the outstate and the metro territories. These regions were selected to take part in the pilot with the goal of bringing their combined prison commitment rate down, more in line with the statewide average prison commitment rate. So in my role, I review the pre-sentence report, the offender's compass assessment, and other pertinent information available like the agent's previous case notes or previous probation or parole violation reports, etc., to ensure our sentence recommendations and programming present a thorough plan of supervision with which to address the offender's criminogenic risk and needs and increase the offender's likelihood to succeed. Again, if this cannot be accomplished safely in the community, a prison recommendation is offered to the court. You know, I work very closely with the Office of Community Corrections staff with Lindsay and Molly and Jeff, and they keep me updated on all community corrections programming currently available to offenders, either in the specific <coughs> sentencing county or elsewhere in the state for which they may be eligible. Going forward, we will continue to work closely with the Office of Community Corrections. As we're reviewing PSI reports and sentencing decisions, and it becomes clear uh, across several counties the agents are recommending prison because there's a lack of programming available for them to use to meet a, cr a specific criminogenic need or to reduce an offender's risk will continue to work with the Office of Community Corrections toward creation and funding of such programs. Well thank you uh, Kathy for saying that because you know we you talked about working closely with OCC staff like Lindsay, Molly and Jeff and so tune in next week everybody because we're going to have OCC staff on to talk about kind of their role in this pilot um, to kind of tie it all together. So uh, I appreciate you bringing that up. Now, this pilot is is very different than what we have historically done in probation. You know, historically it's been the agent rights to report, supervisor reviews, um, the report, and then it goes to the court. I'm sure there's going to be some staff out there that are apprehensive uh, when they start doing this. You know, you, you've been piloting in two regions. If it rolls out statewide, Every probation agent who has a straddle cell case will go through this process. So I'm sure staff are out there, they're apprehensive. You know, they probably think that we're doing this because, you know, we're trying to save money or we're trying to, um, their work product isn't what we think it is. 
but that's not the case. And, I, and I, I'd like for you to explain kind of, um, you know, to talk about that maybe a little bit. Well, I'd be happy to. Um, what I would tell agents if they're apprehensive about this process is, first of all, like any change, it takes time to adjust the new procedure. I've learned so much from the supervisors and agents involved in the pilot um, to this point, and I hope that they've learned from me as well. This is a team effort, and together we've made a significant impact on our high prison commitment rate, and I think improved our pre-sentence investigation reports in the process. Um, Direct Deputy Director Marlin has often said that the pre-sentence report is the most important document that our department produces. If so, having someone in the department reviewing for quality and weighing in on sentence decisions make good sense. The probation sentencing specialist is just one more layer of review, along with their supervisor who has always had the responsibility to review and approve the recommendations being submitted on behalf of the Michigan Department of Corrections. We have so many excellent agents who are very qualified and committed to offering the court the very highest quality document our department can produce. We want to support them in their efforts. Well, you, Kathy, you've been doing this for, what, uh, five and a half months now or so. Uh, what are some of the numbers that you've been seeing uh, so far? And um, as part of that, it's not just about the numbers and, and the changes that are made, but it's also about your ability to kind of see the, the forest through the trees and, and, and look if there's possible programs out there that, that can, we can put people into or even create them. Are there any programs that you can talk, talk about on that piece as well? I'll start out with some of the numbers that I have seen so far. I've reviewed over 900 pre-sentence investigation reports so far since we began the pilot. Um, I've rec recorded the sentencing outcomes on over 730 of those straddle cell cases that have been sentenced already. And after five and a half months, our pilot counties have a prison commitment rate combined of 39.7%. Now this number is, is still above our state-wide prison commemorate for straddle cell cases of 32.8%, but we're down from the 46.3% when we started. Now I've ended up changing less than 10% of the recommendations, and judges don't always go along with my change recommendations. So the real source of any success that we've achieved to date lies with the agents and their supervisors who have taken that second deeper look at those straddle cell offenders and deliberated together carefully whether we can manage them in the community. Can we reduce the risk by uh, providing them the programming needed to meet their criminogenic needs? And if so, sentence a community or craft a community sentence recommendation. One offender, one decision at a time, this uh, group has been making a big difference. Uh, I don't want to steal Office of Community Corrections Thunder because I know you're going to have them coming in on the next podcast, but um, they have worked with agents in Livingston County, for example, to get some needed programming up and running, such as domestic violence programming uh, available for their male and female offenders, as well as some gender-specific substance abuse treatment for their f female probationers. So I know that they're actively working with the various boards and the various counties in the state to develop uh, new programmings to meet those criminogenic needs. Well, you've been doing this, like we said, for you know, five and a half months now. What are some of the common questions or comments that, that you're getting when, you, when you're talking with agents and explaining the process? 
Well, first of all, I'll just say that I see this pilot work as a collaborative process with the supervisors and their agents. So there's always discussion about offender recommendations, um, though not a lot of questions per se. Uh, while I'm reviewing PSIs, I, if I happen to change a recommendation, I always include my rationale behind the changes that I make. We're all, we are all better when we work together, so th there is discussion between the supervisors, myself, uh, and myself, and at times the agents. As I've been out meeting with agents and giving them training on the pilot, one comment that I do hear is, okay, we see the problem, we recognize our department wants to make an impact on these straddle cell offenders, but we lack a specific program that we need to supervise these offenders successfully in the community. So that's when I have the opportunity to really encourage them. Um, if they uh, identify a program that is, ne is in need or a service that they need and their county lacks that program or service, um, this is something that would make them feel more comfortable in recommending a community sentence versus incarceration. I really encourage them to work closely with their community corrections board and their CCAB manager to advocate for changes in their upcoming community corrections plan. I always encourage them to take that active role in identifying and developing programming that they need for their offenders. So, Kathy, just, for, just so I can um, kind of unpack some of the stuff that you've said so far. Um, you know, what, what it sounds like to me is this, this the, one of the benefits I'm, I'm hearing you say in this is really it's for the judges, it's for the offenders, it's, it's a really holistic approach to a sentencing recommendation so that a judge, you know, a judge typically would say, well, if I had A, B, and C in my community, maybe I would send somebody to that, but I don't have that, so I have no other option other than to put them in prison. Are you saying you're taking a, a, a statewide look at these cases so you can say, you know, in this, in this county, I see that A, B, and C isn't there. And if it was there, the judge would have another option to help somebody. Is that, is that what I'm hearing you say? That's absolutely correct, Greg. That's one of the purposes of this probation sentencing specialist pilot. Okay. Well, Kathy, we can't thank you enough for coming on field days today and talking about the PSS pilot. Um, you know, I anticipate this will roll out probably statewide. In the, in the future. So um, thank you very much for coming on. We appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. All right. As always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account at MDOC FOA and the CFA account at MDOC CFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Field Days Podcast.